0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Innal hamdalillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa man yudlil fala hadiya وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهده واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة My beloved brothers and sisters, I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for indeed Allah is worthy and deserving of our constant praise and gratitude. And I send blessings and salutations upon our beloved Messenger Muhammad salawatullahi wa My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Indeed, remind, for reminders are beneficial to the believers. We as human beings tend to be forgetful and we often require to be reminded. Hence why today we are here part of the purpose of the Jum'ah is for you to be reminded of your duty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your duty to Allah's creation. And as Muslims, our whole life revolves around those two. Duty to Allah in worship and duty to Allah's creation in service. This is what we are meant to be doing. And we have to often remind ourselves of that. This was the message and the mission of our beloved Messenger Muhammad Salawatullahi wa Now, one of the ways that we do both a duty to Allah and a service to His creation is the act of sadaqah. What you will find fillah when you read the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always mentions وَأَقِيمُ salah. Establish the prayer in service to Allah, in worship to Allah, in gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your salah is between you and your creator. It is a silah, a connection between you and your creator. And you are desperate for it. You may not realize it. You may not know it. But you need the salah. You need the salah and you pray right. You pray enough. You will want to pray more and more to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those moments that we spend with Allah in our prayer are the most important moments of our lives. And it will be the one thing, or the first thing I should say, that Allah will question us about. The salah is something we require and we need, and it is a personal relationship between you and your creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is where you send all of your hajat, and your needs to Allah. It is where you pray to Allah. It is where you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ta'ala which is why the prophet tells us in sujood is when you are the closest to Allah so ask Allah make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much and all of your hajad your needs dunya related or akhir related to them in your salah the prophet when something would bother him he would rush towards the prayer rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would find the coolness of his eyes the content of his heart in the prayer if you are not finding that in your prayer, then you have something that you need to work on. Whether that is the understanding of the stable in Salah, or having the correct mindset, or understanding its importance, or any of anything else that could perhaps aid you in that. Whenever Allah mentions Salah, afterwards Allah mentions often, to zakah and give thee as charity. Give thee charity that will purify your wealth. In these two commandments, the prayer and charity, you'll find the two concepts I mentioned earlier, service to Allah and service to Allah's creation. We have a responsibility that Allah will ask us about over others, their well-being, which is why a Muslim is not a true Muslim if he doesn't know how his neighbor is doing. A Muslim is not a true Muslim unless he is taking care of his community. A Muslim is not a true Muslim unless he is giving charity for Allah's sake. This is who we are. It is in our DNA as believers. طيب. So we should be giving, we should be spending. But on top of that, Allah promised us so much khair for spending in His way. Allah tells us, "Yebna Adam, O mankind, O son of Adam, give and spend, and I will spend on you." If you want Allah to increase the blessings in your wealth, then dedicate aspects of your wealth to charity. This is something you have to do. If you're wondering, subhanallah, month to month, I am not saving. Everything is going, there is no barakah. I've got a promotion yet I'm still struggling in the same struggles I was before. I had, uh, My business is doing well yet I do not feel it. Perhaps what's missing is barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why, what did Allah say to us? Oh son of Adam, spend and I will spend on you. Not only that, but this dunya we will leave it. Many have built mansions, many have built businesses and now they are, too, uh, they are in the ground, ikhwani They are in the ground. And so will we. Now you have to ask yourself, I know I have these investments in dunya, but what are my investments in akhirah? And wallahi, the only investment that is akhir is that which you spend for the sake of Allah. Not what you consume, what you build, and what you wear. How many people are deceased today, and if you were to ask them about all of their capital, that they've invested, thinking, or acting I should say, like they were going to live forever, if they were to come back, would give it all in charity. Would you say not most people would do that? Of course they would. لذلك يَقُولُ نَبِيُّنَا عَلَيْهِ أَفْضَلُ الصَّلَاةِ وَالتَّسْلِيمِ مِنْ إِلَّا مَا أَكَلْتَ And do you not own from your wealth except that which you have eaten and it is gone? Or that which you have used and worn and it is gone? Right? The jacket that you were wearing three years ago, you're probably not wearing it now. And the car that you were driving ten years ago, you're probably not driving it now and the home that you lived in 20 years ago, maybe you're not living it now, these things move on, right? These things, they move on. But that which you give for Allah stays. That which you give for Allah stays if you were sincere. The sadaqah you gave 10 years ago, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala may Allah accept it from you. It is there waiting for you, which is why you, it is the smart thing to do to invest in your akhirah by giving, 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 ikhwani fillah We need more of that, and Allah says in the Quran, "To da'wana fi sab'ilillah." You are called to give in the way of Allah. فَمِنْكُمْ مَنْ And among you are those that will be greedy. Among you are those that will be greedy. Hold on to it. It was never yours to begin with to hold on. Allah gave it to you as a gift and a test. And you must give for the sake of Allah. This is what it means to be a believer. Especially a believer that wants Jannah. And we all want Jannah. So ikhwanifillah, give for the sake of Allah. Allah says in the Quran. يا أيها الذين آمنوا أنفقوا مما رزقناكم من قبل أن يأتي يوم لا بيع فيه ولا خلة ولا شفاعة. O oh, you who believe, give for the sake of Allah. give from that which we have given you. Mimma رزقناكم من قبل أن يأتي يوم before a day will come. That day is day of judgment. Where you cannot buy your way out to salvation. لا بيع فيه There is no friendship. No allies. There is no intercession. So before that day comes where you wish you would have given charity where you wish that you had given zakat given sadaqah Allah is telling you do it. Not only that الله, Allah is the most generous. Allah is the most merciful. So whatever charity you give, Allah will increase it for you, which is why you should never say, well, I only have five pound to spare. Give the five pound because Allah will grow it for you. Allah will tend it to it and until it becomes, the Prophet gave an example of a seed being planted and it's growing into a large tree. Allah, Allah will grow and tend for your sadaqa. So give even if it's something small. Our Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, Save yourself from the hellfire even if it's a half a date. Which is why my brothers, when you come to Jumu'ah, it is an opportunity to give. You sure, you, you must be carrying some change in your pocket. And even if, if you're not, we all have our cards. Tap in, four pound, five pound, ten pound, whatever you can. Wallahi, it's good for you. It's better for you. There is more khair in it for you. And you might be wondering, will the imam, here he is going again, telling us to give charity. Yes, because our prophet said it. Do you think when the prophet stood to the Sahab and said, give. And these ahadith that I'm reciting when he said them, they were like, here he goes again telling us to give charity? Was that the attitude of the companions? Or would they give everything they have? The female companions taking off their bangles and their earrings for the sake of Allah. This is what it means to be a Muslim. We know we're not gonna live forever. And we know we're not gonna walk in this dunya forever. Let's invest in our akhirah. Let's invest in our akhira. But what does Allah promise us if we do so? First, Allah promised us that he will give barakah to our wealth. So, you benefit. Do we think the Prophet did not tell us the truth? Or do we believe every statement he uttered is the most truthful statement? If we do, استمعوا إلى نبيكم. Listen to what the Prophet said. He said, ما نقصد. Never has charity decreased someone's wealth. Never has charity decreased someone's wealth. So, anyone that is worried, will I lose out? The Prophet is telling you, you will not. And you might be wondering, well, that doesn't make sense. If I have ten pounds and give five away and I have five left, that literally decreased my wealth. But what you don't understand is your understanding of wealth is wrong. Allah will make that five pound have more barakah. Allah will open avenues for you in income that you did not expect. All of this as a result of the charity that you gave. Earlier, Ikhwani fillah I mentioned that we are meant to be in service of Allah's creation. What do we get out of that? Are we meant to be selfless? and that's it? Or is there something in return for us? Because human beings naturally, when you do something, you want something in return. So what do we get out of? Helping and aiding those that are in need. Rasulullah wasallam said, whoever relieves difficulty from another Muslim, Allah will do the same for him on the day of judgment. Now I want you to think about yourself for a second. Think about that, the, the, your shortcomings. Think about that, the fact that perhaps your prayers are not on point. Think about the fact that you may have not been the best father, the best son, the best worshipper, the best person, the best employee you could be. We all here, all of us have shortcomings. Now I want you to imagine on the day of judgment. Would you want Allah to relieve your difficulty? Wallahi you would and I would and we all would Would you want Allah to aid you? Yes Would you want to be someone who Allah the Almighty The judge of the day of judgment is aiding and helping? Yes Allah said Wallahu <laughs> la'abdi ma abdu akhi And Allah is aiding his servant As long as his servant is aiding others This is who we are meant to be So when you hear someone telling you there is a disaster that needs your support or there is a masjid that needs your support or there are orphans that need your support, relish that opportunity, welcome it and give whatever you have. And if you think, well, I only have a little, that doesn't matter, that doesn't matter. What it doesn't matter how small it is, Ikhwani, the Prophet said, Do not belittle any good act. So I urge all of you to be among the believers whom Allah did not say about them that whenever they are called towards charity, They are greedy and they hold back. May Allah make us among those that spend, and as a result, Allah spends on them. May Allah make us among those that help others and as a result, Allah helps them. May Allah aid all of us and help us. My brothers... um, we as Muslims have great examples within the Prophet sallallahu alaihi and his companions. And during the time of the Sahaba, during the time of the companions, often difficulties would strike the Muslims. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi taught the companions to come together. Whenever difficulties are happening to work together, to come together, to be there for each other. And the Prophet gave many examples of how the Muslims should be like with each other. One example is that we are one ummah, one body. Right? That the believers are like, jasadil wahid, Like one body. And if one part of your body is hurting, then the whole body stays up in fever and in pain. If you stop your toe, you cannot sit still. How can you sit still when there are floods happening in Pakistan? When you are seeing the difficulty that our brothers are in, how can we sit still and not feel, empathize, aid and help? And fillah the first way you help them is by making dua for them. By keeping them in your duas often. These families that are suffering. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at us. How will he, we react? فَيَنظُرَ كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ Allah will look at how you will act. Uh, we must act in accordance to the sunnah of our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We must act according, in accordance to the Qur'an where we see when brothers and sisters are struggling or in difficulty, need our relief that we stand up and come together and number one, make dua for them in your sujood, in your salah, by yourself. You keep them in your du'as. Don't be watching the news and like, oh, that's interesting. No, fillah Find it within your heart to feel because wallahi, if you were on those rooftops waiting for aid, making dua to Allah in the cold, separated from your family, you wish that there were Muslims out there thinking of you, making dua for you, sending aid to you. This is what you would be thinking about calling your hands to Allah, oh Allah, help me. And now imagine that you can be the answer. If Allah wills so to the dua of those Muslims that are struggling. This is why Ikhwani Filah today's Jum'ah collection is dedicated to our brothers and sisters, a third of the countries on the water. So Jum'ah collection today is dedicated to that cause. On top of that, give whatever you can give and spread the word Ikhwani Filah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid the difficulty of all of the believers wherever they may be. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings and our sins. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that spend on all good things. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid our brothers and sisters in Pakistan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid them and relieve them from their difficulty. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy on them. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala an yafriq alayhim sabara. To shower them with patience and to show them mercy. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put barakah in whatever aid that is being sent to them صلوا على نبيكم كما أمركم الله تعالى حيث قال إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارضي اللهم عن خلفاء الأربعة أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم لا تفرق جمعنا هذا إلا بذنب مغفور وسعي مشكور وعمل مبرور إلى الإيمان في الكفر وجعلنا من وآخر This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. for more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.